And welcome back to episode six of the Velocity podcast. Mr. Craig Wimmer, my friend, how are you? Excited to be here, to be honest. Um, I can tell. The gap between episode five and six has been painful. Um, mm. So excited to be back on delivering this podcast. Yeah, I woke up like a kid at Christmas this morning thinking <laughs> I get to sit down with you and chat a bit of rubbish for half an hour in our, in our otherwise fairly busy day. Happy, happy days. How are you, my friend? I am. I am well. I'm good. Yeah, I um, I took a slightly quieter day yesterday, and um, the wife and I went out for what we keep referring to as the last supper. We're still waiting for Bambino to arrive, and we went out for a little bit of dinner last night because we thought, well, we're probably not going to be able to do that much um, when she does when she does arrive. So we went out for a nice burger and a glass of wine. It was delightful. Nice. Well, uh, what about you, mate? What have you been up to? Uh, so yesterday was our date night, and um... oh, yes. So I posted a little story on uh, on Instagram, actually, which I think you compared me. You got it right. You got the. Oh, by the way, we should just clarify: this is your date night with your wife, not with me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> yeah, my date night with my actual wife, rather than my business wife. And yeah. um, I, I, in this in this moment, what we had to do was was buy things that reminded us of when we were at college. So I bought uh, some Smirnoff Ice, some WKD. And these little sweets that I used to eat on uh, on the bus on the way to college. And um, we sat down and I posed and gave it the old Ricky Gervais pose just before he goes on and uh, gives a talk. Uh, you found that straight away, got that straight on Instagram stories. So yeah. I appreciate that. thanks for that. Uh, but yeah, no, nice, nice relaxing time. Um, the weekend was awesome. I went for a, I actually went for a, uh, about a 5K run with my daughter. So she ran, she rode her bike. And I ran and that was the first time that she's been good enough on her bike that I can kind of just leave her to do it. Nice. Uh, so I've kind of got that logged in my mind now that every uh, every weekend I can take her down to um, a place called Seven Beach. There's a really long stretch of road with no traffic. Um, so she can ride her bike and I can run and uh, we can have some daddy daughter time uh, that doesn't involve cake and coffee and I can actually do something productive with my body. So that's good. Nice. So back, back on the, cause you've been doing your date night thing a while, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's been going yeah. for, for a little while. Yeah. And what's the, so you, like, quite interesting that one, I think, I think it's quite a really a good idea. What can you tell, what was the, what was the kind of, where did the idea, where was it born from and like, what, how have you found that? Has it been a, a good thing for you and Zoe? It's been amazing. So it actually happened in the pandemic and mm. You're in the house every single day. We've got two kids that are quite demanding and, you know, I'm working from home and it just, the release for us has always been to go out for a meal or to, you know, get, just get out of the house and do something where you're not kind of engrossed in all those horrible daily tasks that are always there and always need doing. And um, in the pandemic, we just didn't have that. We didn't have that release because everything was shut. So I can't, I can't recall, I have, to find the, I have to find the title and give it to you. Um, and of our millions of listeners, if you are uh, entertained by this idea, then just message in and I'll give you the book title because I'll find it out. But I bought a book um, and it had sc like scratch card pages. And so it would be a date number with a scratch card. And there's about, I think about 60 different dates in there. And you just, you scratch it off and whatever it says, you have to do. Um, and so, it, you know, it might be something really stupid, like go, one of them was um, go to a charity shop and um, you've got a budget of, I think it's an, yeah, it's an American book. So it's like, you've got a budget of $20. So we just had 20 pounds 
and you have to buy each other an outfit for the evening. And so I went and bought her an outfit from the charity shop. She did the same. Um, and then you have, a, you have a date night wearing these ridiculous clothes. Um, and it just makes you do things that you wouldn't normally do. And we were actually discussing this last night. And we were saying that as you grow older, you're kind of, you're so busy with things with work or kids or whatever it might be that your creativity kind of tends to drop for things like date nights. So you go back to the same restaurant or you do the same thing or even like really boring. You watch a couple of episodes of something on TV, which is not really, you know, great quality time spent together. And what this does is it just changes that, you know, it makes you think a little bit more, you have some fun, you have a giggle and, um, and you have a proper date and it's an escapism from everything else. So that's where it came from. And I actually think it'd be a great thing for you if you're about to have a baby to have that because those other things that you probably more commonly do now will probably be, be removed. So, um, oh, and you take a picture of everything as well. So when you do it, take a picture and you stick it into the book. Um, to remember your date. So we've got this big book of all these random stuff, uh, yeah. all this stuff that we've been doing. So yeah, pretty cool. It's really cool because what came to mind is, you know, when we do all of our coaching for our PTs at Velocity, one of the things that comes up regularly and we do with everyone is the perfect week. Yeah. And part of designing the perfect week from a business perspective is making sure that you've got a good allocation of in work in the business, on the business and out of the business, in being all the client stuff, on being all the sales, the marketing, the admin, the finance, all that jazz. And then the out being your social and your kind of own time to train and, 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 and have hobbies and stuff like that. And I think like, you know, we, we, we very um, fortunate to have some really driven, really focused people that really want to make this work. And they put so much time and energy and attention into their business and on their, onto their business, which is, which we love and we respect that. But we know that if we want to help people and if you guys listening want to get, be successful, it's going to be a long road, right? Just like you tell your clients. It's a long road to health and fitness. We've got to make sure we've got a good balance between the hard work and the, and the, and the persistence, but also the, the recharging and the having a life outside business because your business should facilitate your life, right? And, um, and, and having things like that, which is like a little bit of a little plan, a little structure, a structure that's given to you, right? You buy a book and they, they literally tell you what to do and you follow it. So, but you have fun and you have you make memories and and obviously it's great for relationships so i think yeah it's a really i think a really cool idea and it's great that you guys have been doing it so long yeah and i think when you're running your own business you do have to you have to plan things you know you do have to plan things and i think some people see that as boring but i see it as necessary you know the spontaneous stuff is a little bit more difficult when you're running your own business if you're trying to become a successful personal trainer so you know for us every single tuesday night is block booked for date night every wednesday night is my club night with squash you know and you you have to chisel those things in and then going back to what you said about the perfect week if you then implement that into the design of your week that we we coach all of our um all of our business owners to introduce it makes it a lot easier to know what you can and can't do and then you can't really let anybody down you know you don't let your clients down because they can see your availability on an automated booking link um, and that works with everything that you have. And you can't let your business growth down because you've designated the time that you're going to be working on it. And you don't let your, you know, your, your partners or your clients down for any expectations that they have because it's been really well chiseled out in your perfect week. So something that we get everybody to do multiple times is the sort of thing you should really re revisit maybe once a quarter. Um, and yeah, it really helps you manage the expectations of your week and 
you know what's possible for your business really yeah yeah definitely so um yeah so that's good um yeah, so I guess my, yeah, there's something we're going to have to definitely think of when once Bambino's come and, and she's she's all settled in, we're going to have to get some structure back in our um, uh, in our social life, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, let's move on to what we covered inside Velocity last week. We um, we okay. So here's the here's the intro. We we basically talked about posters, didn't we? Like that was the the kind of the idea that initially started with this. And we had a lot of um, trainers that were based in gyms and facilities that wanted to promote their business. And we noticed that a lot of people were making mistakes. They weren't doing it in a, in a very professional or even a very effective way. And so what we did was we came up and we, we designed a system called the Inquiry Collector, which is basically how to design a, an advertising asset, you know, something that you might use to promote you in your facility that might be a banner a poster a leaflet a business card but we actually put some some structure around it didn't we and i think like a couple of people have used it already and it's starting to work really really well yeah i think for us if i'm completely honest um which is what this podcast is about um i think this this lesson or this workshop that we created was kind of half born out of frustration um which was our our main message to people and if you're listening to this now this is our main message there's never going to be a more powerful tool than your face-to-face communication. Or if it's not face-to-face, if you're more of an online coach or you're promoting your business through uh, online platforms, talking to people through those platforms and developing conversations. And I think our initial frustration was people forming more of a dependency on things like business cards and posters rather than actually doing the work themselves. And so what we were doing initially is kind of shying away from that idea and kind of not really focusing on it too much because we know that it isn't important. However, one thing that we always aim to do at Velocity is to serve our audience and to to give, you know, we're not going to give people things that don't work, but we wanted to help them make the most of this idea of an advert that sits there on the gym or sits there online, wherever it might be, but actually give it some purpose and give it something that works. A boring poster that's made on Canva or in paint that doesn't say the right things. And that's a blast from the past, isn't it? Paint 2008. (laughs) Um, It's not going to do anything for you. And the problem is, is you, you convince yourself that it will. So you run a promotion and the promotion fails and you think, oh, well, the members of this gym just don't want to work with me. nobody can afford it it's a it's a a low it's a low fee gym mate so therefore no one can afford any pt so no one wants pt apart from that guy who seems to be fully booked but um the problem was you didn't promote yourself you didn't get yourself out there you didn't have conversations and we wanted to create something as a poster or an advert that was going to be a conversation starter and um that was how we pushed this workshop and you're absolutely right it's working really really well it's like the um, mate, just the, the metaphor you came up for was the sidecar to a motorbike. Yeah. Yeah. On its own, a motorbike, on its own, a sidecar will not go anywhere. Yeah. It will just sit there and it will piece, be a piece of metal and it will gather rust. But you attach the sidecar to a Harley Davidson and it's going to be pretty useful and you can chuck another person on the side of it. 
Yeah, because it it's like that. It's got de- it's got depth to it, this metaphor, right? Which I really liked about. It's one of your best ones, if I'm honest, mate. So you know, well done. Um, but the, even the Harley Davidson, it's nice to look at. Like your personal training service could be good to look at. It could be branded. I've got my programs. I've got True Coach. It's all branded up. I work in a nice facility. It looks nice. But actually, when I get on the Harley Davidson and I ride it and actually work it, that's when it really starts to work. Like your business, I'm gonna I'm gonna move it. And attaching that sidecar means that I can add more feature more um return for my on, on my thing that i've got um which as you said on its own doesn't do anything so yeah we've got to actually get on the bike and ride it we've got to get out there and spread the word about our business and actually like ironically it doesn't mean talking about yourself it means going out there and as you said starting conversations and talking about them and how getting getting conversations about what people are up to what they're struggling with and what journey they're on at the moment and where they're going and what they're doing to get where they want to go and, and what they're struggling with on that journey and if we can start more of those conversations, then we're going to be in a great place. So this 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 poster, this kind of idea that we came up with was actually, as you just said there before I uh, rapidly interrupted, was actually about starting more of those conversations. Yeah. So it's going away from the the classic put a poster up and, and sort of advertise it and say who wants to do it. Um, and instead, it's about creating a message that almost asks a question to the person reading it. Yeah. And gets them to do a little bit of thinking and then gives them the most frictionless possible way of them being able to initiate a conversation with you wherever you are. If you're at home, it doesn't matter. Um, and so the way that we've done that means that a conversation will be started automatically by them seeing this poster, reading something and then taking action on it by just simply scanning something on their phone. Yeah. And then the attention then moves over to our coaches where they've been coached on how to then have a conversation with somebody and turn that prospect into someone that actually turns up on the gym floor or has an online consultation to sign up to their services. So really powerful. And let's, let's be honest here as well. Let's go a little bit deeper on this. I think when you, when you realize that people often want to make a poster because really it's, it's, it feels like a shortcut. So rather than me doing the, the actual work that's required to get to generate inquiries and generate leads, generate being I've got to work to create it, they don't just land on my lap. And then I think, OK, well, instead I can just make a poster and then sit, sit back and just watch the leads roll in. You know, is this feeling like it's a, an inbound thing rather than an outbound thing? And what the, the message we've got to really kind of share here is that let's talk about why you're not doing as much outbound marketing that you should be. Like, let's not try and plaster over the issue. Why is it that you're not getting out and talking about it? Is it actually a self-belief problem? Is it an imposter syndrome issue? Is it a work-like ethic issue? Do we actually have to give you a gentle kick up the arse and say, I'm afraid you're going to have to have a bit of a reality check here. You need to spend the energy and the time going out there and put, getting your name out there by talking to people and having these conversations. And I think what when we actually get down to the real issue, people are like, actually, do you know what? I think you've hit the nail on the head. I just need to I need to get out there and start talking to people because what 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 right do we have to sit here where you know when if we haven't already worked five or ten years to build up a reputation in our area as a PT what right do we have to say that I can sit here just put one post out or a series of posters and expect people to come flooding in like it's madness and that that's what that's the reality check that we that some people really need to have it's the same and I'm not going to go into it on this podcast but it's the same thing with Facebook ads. You know, I was having a chat with a coach the other day who's earning under a thousand pounds a month and they, they're using Facebook ads. 
Mm. And it's like, look, that's not going to do it. You're not having, you're not doing enough of the simple things. And, and so often it's always the simple stuff that is going to have the most profound effect on your business. Yeah. So it was a really, really good workshop because we were able to give some, give our coaches a tangible thing they can take away that will actually work, but in a roundabout way, all it does is remind them of what the most important thing is, which is this poster is not going to sell because posters don't sell personal training. But what this poster will do is help you start more conversations. And that's the most powerful thing you can stick up in the wall in your gym. Um, so, yeah, we, we were really happy that we were able to solve that um, conundrum. And uh, a, a good example, I think, of us working with our coaches and not just creating a platform and saying, go and do that. We want to work with people and create things that solve the problems that they have. Um, and yeah, people are now getting more conversations started. And that means more people coming into their promotions, which means more people going into their calls, their consults and their signups. So um, happy faces all around, I think. Happy days. And that takes us nicely and smoothly on to our final, the much away, the reason why people listen to, to this, to be honest, which is the, the, the opportunity for people to become more cultured, uh, general knowledge to be taken up another level with the facts and the interesting banter that we share in this final segment of the podcast. Yeah, this really is a mesmerizing moment for you guys. So be prepared. If you want sat down, take a seat because here we go with our fact of the podcast. Dave, do you want to kick this off? Yeah, I'm going to kick this off. And mine is pregnancy related for obvious reasons. And, and as you may well know, that the average length for a pregnancy, a typical length for pregnancy is... 40 weeks. It changes country to country, but it's around 40 weeks. The, can you guess, my friend, what the longest recorded uh, pregnancy ever was? Yes, I can guess. <laughs> Whether I'll be close is a different story. I'm going to go, oh, the human body's pretty clever. It must know. Um, 46 weeks. 53. Bloody hell. So someone was pregnant 53 weeks. This was nearly 100 days longer than that baby should have been in there, should have been in there, um, which is mad. And like, baby came out absolutely fine. I don't know the baby. I don't know them personally, but this was just a factoid. So don't, don't try and follow up. But that was quite interesting. And then a little double whammy. It's going double fact today. The shortest pregnancy that where the baby survived was just 22 weeks. Wow. 22. Like, there, I mean, the, the support and the, the, the science and the understanding of what, you know, the care you get around this at the moment, I'm beginning to see is amazing. And um, it gives you a lot of confidence that, you know, if you are going into this, um, just first first and foremost, the human body is amazing. But it also gives you a lot of confidence when you're in this in this kind of space like I am now. So that 22-week one, that must have been fairly recently for the med- the kind of medicinal stuff to be in place to um, to allow that baby to survive. Yeah, I don't, have a, um, I don't have a date for you, I'm afraid. But yeah, must be must be relatively recent. Right. Well, my, I'm going to bring mine back to business. Um, I found this really interesting in my uh, in-depth research to find a fact. Um, in 2009, a small business filed for bankruptcy every eight minutes. How crazy is that? Every eight minutes, a small business would file for bankruptcy. Is this, is this in, the, in the world? Yeah, I think so. Um, so a small business from as, as much as I know it, is any company that has less than 500 employees is actually classified as a small business. So, you know, our statistic that we use a lot and and showcase is that 90% of personal trainers fail 
in their first year. And that's a one-man band business most of the time. Mm. So when you consider that every eight minutes, a small business, which could be a team of up to 499 people trying to make a ship move in the right direction, fails and files for bankruptcy every eight minutes, it's no surprise that it's quite hard to build a PT business. Um, And that was why the stat really hit me because it makes me realize that there's a lot of power in what we're doing and who we're helping and how we're helping. And I think it's so relevant because you get your PT qualification and you know how to work in the business, but that's just your product. You don't yet know how to work on the business. And that's why people come to us. Um, And yeah, it was just a stat that made me think, shit, you know, running a business is hard. It's a reminder of that. And it's also a reminder to everybody that maybe is struggling right now to say you're not on your own. It's tough, but there is a solution. Um, Don't fold, don't quit, and you will get there. Uh, But yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, thank you very much for that, my friend. Well, that rounds us up very nicely. And as Craig just said, if you do want to, if you want some help in your personal training business, don't hesitate to reach out to either myself, David Miller Coach, or Craig, that's Craig underscore PT Business Mentor on Instagram. Yeah, get drop us a note. Um, We'd be really happy to have a conversation with you and see if we can help. But uh, yeah, that's episode six of the Velocity Podcast, my friend. I'll see you soon. Love that.